Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me, as always, is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Well, it's going great. I sound way better than you. (laughs) Yeah, in case you can't tell, I still have my cold. Um, So... Well, Sorry. we're only recording like three days later. So. Uh, hey, hey, don't oh, give them a I'm not supposed vibe. to tell people that? Yeah. Okay. Come no, on. it's been a week. <laughs> I have been toiling away with this awful cold. I am For miserable. so long. Poor Ellen. Sympathy, sympathy. She got the plague. So today we are going to be talking about Fix Her Up by Tessa Bailey in today's mini episode. But first, Mom. What is your go-to sick day routine? My go-to sick day routine. Well, to be honest with you, since I've retired and got away, I've gotten away from all those nasty little germs I used to work with, I haven't been sick. So, <laughs> and your sick day routine when you were around all those nasty little germ- germy well, kids was to go to work. To go to work because it's almost impossible to get a sub or to put together sub plans teaching you know, is delightful, but it's the worst. So when you're sick, it's like, oh, do I p- spend the hours to put together sub plans or do I just go to freaking work? And I would yeah. just go to freaking work usually. I'd try to drug up and move forward. Yeah, I also have been working all, you know, since this happened. So I haven't even gone home early or anything like that. So I'm impressed with myself. But my go-to is I usually watch rom-coms or period dramas um depending on what kind of sickness i have you know i eat light on my stomach foods and drink sprite that's when i think we've mentioned before that the first time we binged pride and prejudice Prejudice. pride and prejudice ellen was homesick and you were like 10 or something i was 12 yeah and um I just thought it was the perfect thing for us to do on her sick day home. And that's kind of a, like, that's kind of a tradition now when I'm sick is I, I'll watch the five-hour-long Pride and Prejudice. My uh, sick day routine usually includes taking NyQuil in the middle of the day and sleeping <laughs> that baby off. <laughs> the other thing that I, I like to, I think about a lot, at least a lot on sick days is when I was a kid, mom was either going to school or had started working when I was a kid. And um, and so when I would have sick days, I would call her mom, my grandma, and grandma would... And grandma was much more sympathetic to my sickness <laughs> than my mom was anyway. Well, that must be a grandma thing, because I don't remember getting a lot of that when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but... I w- she would feed me Sprite and saltine crackers, and we would watch the Game Show Network. So that's oh. the, the other thing that oh, makes me miss my mom. Yeah. Um, so today we are going to be talking about Fix Her Up by Tessa Bailey. This is the first in her new series called Hot and Hammered, which rare. Uh, the second book, Love Her or Lose Her, is set to come out in January 2020. So... Is it based on anything we just read? Yes, you know. The, well, there's an excerpt at the end from their book, but yeah, I, I know you that. didn't get to read it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's Rosie and um, Dominic. Oh, good to know. So a married couple, which I think will be fun. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm assuming her sister Bethany is going to get a book. I'm sure. I think. I think if it's going to be a trio, it's going to be 
those three. You yeah. know, their their original Justice Just League. Just Us League. Just Us League. Um, okay, so I've been crazy busy, you guys, as well as sick. So I just, we're just going to read the back cover. I'm sorry. Um, Ellen, but, you need to say, you're moving this weekend, so... I am moving this weekend and maybe I have some company coming this weekend and maybe I'm also sick and it's just kind of a crazy weekend. So, so that's cut her why some slack. everybody just back off and stop being yeah, judgy. Everybody. <laughs> Jeez. I know you're all sitting there judging me for recording only a few days after our last one. <clears throat> okay. So the back cover description reads Georgette Castle's family runs the best home renovation business in town, but she picked balloons instead of blueprints, and they haven't taken her seriously since. Frankly, she's over it. Georgie loves planning children's birthday parties and making people laugh, just not at her own expense. She's determined to fix herself up into a woman of the world, whatever that means. Phase one new framework for her business, a website from this decade, perhaps? Phase two, a gut reno of her wardrobe. FYI, leggings are pants. Phase three, updates to her exterior. Do people still wax? Phase four, put herself on the market and stop crushing on Travis Ford. Living her best life means facing the truth. Georgie hasn't been on a date since, well, ever. Nobody's asking the town clown out for a night of hot sex, that's for sure. Maybe if people think she's having a steamy love affair, they'll acknowledge she's not just the little sister who paints faces for a living. And who better to help demolish that image than the resident sports star and tabloid favorite? Travis Ford was Major League Baseball's hottest rookie when an injury ended his career. Now he's flipping houses to keep busy and trying to forget his glory days. But he can't even cross the street without someone recapping his greatest hits or making a joke about his dot 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 bat. And then there's Georgie, his best friend's sister, who is not a kid anymore, when she proposes a wild scheme that they pretend to date to shock her family and help him land a new job. He agrees. What's the harm? It's not like it's real. But the girl Travis used to tease is now a funny, full-of-life woman, and there's nothing fake about how much he wants her. Yes. He does. So, (laughs) Mom, what did you think of Fix Her Up? Okay. Um, I loved this book. I loved this book, too. <laughs> um, first of all, the tropes. Yes. I mean, so unrequited mm. love, a brother's best friend. Yeah. A fake relationship. Yep. I mean, it had all the... It had all the all wins. Spunky, like feisty little heroine with yeah, kind of a grumpy Yeah, she was like a little hero. ball of fire. Yeah, grumpy hero who was trying to get over himself. Yeah. And um, gosh, there was just so many things. Um, first of all, I know that we don't like the term guilty pleasure, but the fact that the name of their business was Brick and Morty. <laughs> Brick and Morty is my guilty pleasure. Okay, I feel like Tessa Bailey and I are like pop culture soulmates. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, Brick and Morty. There was a RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, I know the, in here. the drag there racing. There was a Bob's Burgers reference yes, in here because we love Bob's, Bob's Burgers. Yeah. So, um, geez, so many things. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. many things. But um, the Brick and Morty thing, I was just like, oh my gosh, I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, we really like Rick and Morty. Um, in fact. 
we didn't you when you came and visited me once like we watched the whole oh, series the whole thing. I think. and now every now and then just like randomly I, I'll go I need to watch a couple episodes of Rick and Morty <laughs> if you don't aren't familiar with this show oh my gosh it's well it's not for everybody it's not for everybody think, as we have but, to disclaim every time we say something we like because yeah, we're weirdos it's a little weird but it's really funny oh it's yeah because it's a little off-putting at first I mean mm-hmm. Rick's whole thing but um it, yeah the humor in it is just so Ellen and Momish. yeah anyway back to why we love the book yeah and not I'm Rick sorry yes was there a book <laughs> Um, yeah, this is my first full length Tessa Bailey book. I've read like some novellas that she's done. Um, anyway, but I just love her writing. She's so like, it's, she's, it's a lot of fun, but like with this kind of like bite to it. And, um, yeah, I, I just thought her writing was a lot of fun. I wrote down like this line that kind of just made me chuckle at how it was written was, because she was talking about how he was, like, always flexing his muscles. And she's like, there was nigh constant flexing. <laughs> she's like, that's such a great... I don't know. There was just, like, a lot of little sentences like that where I was just like, ha I love that. Her, her sentence structure is... Yeah. Entertaining. Yeah. Um, okay, let's just dive in. Okay. We, let's do this. So that we can talk about why we love it. Okay. Um, so what did you think of Georgie as our heroine? Okay, I love Georgie. I Me thought she too. was just cute and feisty and uh, really funny, uh, funny. And, you know, this whole thing where she was feeling guilty because she'd had a crush on this guy. I mean, what's wrong with crushing on a guy? There's a difference, though, between crushing on a guy and then being in love with him. Like you think, oh, my gosh, I love him so much. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you understand. But I'm not in love with him. I mean, yeah, well, and she has that kind of journey in yeah realizing that she's shifting from like this childhood obsession to actually like loving him as a person and i i liked that journey i just loved her she was so funny basically like from the moment she's chucking low mane at his head like yeah. i was in love with her yeah um i love that you know she walks in and like she's like it's been a month get over yourself and right. like don't just let you know everybody's perception well, of what's kind of like everyone's been pussyfooting around him and and <laughs> letting him wallow in self-pity and she's just like no this is ridiculous this is not you you need to move yeah. forward and they don't even really have like you know prior to that they didn't even really it's not like they were best friends or something growing up right so it's not it's like they don't they don't have the kind of relationship where you'd think like it's her duty to go do that but right. she sees it happening and she's like no well, and I he even that. looks up he's like georgie yeah <laughs> it's like i know that you have more in you so like let's let's get out there and do it and stop walling i just loved her um and i wrote down this line from that scene where she's like i'd have my i'd have my shit together more than you do and i'm a children's birthday clown let that sink in (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's great and um i'm not a clown fan but it was more than just her being a clown she was really kind of a party entertainer yeah yeah, entertainer because it was more than just being a clown yeah and yeah and i liked her whole like you know the reasons why she likes you know hanging out with kids and having fun with them and yeah um and yeah she she was more than just a clown like she wanted to have all she had all these ideas for this business to have themed birthday parties and stuff like that and i i thought that was a cute idea and it was was fun And it made for some kind of, like, funny little encounters between them, you know, when she's 
painting in his face. full clown makeup and painting his face and things like that. Yeah. Um, but with her kind of like arc, my heart just broke for her every time somebody like in her family belittled her or the yeah. town belittled her or something. You could understand where she was coming from. It's like, no one takes me seriously. Well, part of that was because she was a clown. Yeah. And she kind of like, but she had been dealing with that her whole life. So a big part of why she became a clown was she's like, okay, I'm just going to embrace this and like, yeah, I'm just going to go with it. Make, make a job out of it. Um, I did write down, I wrote down this line that you had highlighted. I've been dismissed more times than a software update reminder. <laughs> just another example of a funny little Tessa Bailey line, but yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought she was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, he needed someone that was just going to not take any shit from him and um, just kind of be shoot straight with him, but also just kind of have this joie de vivre, you know. Um, well, and just and, love him and be there for him. He never had anyone who loved and supported yeah. him, in, you know, family-wise. And, you know, so that was his kind of arc was – you know, figuring out, yeah, I do want that. Yeah. Um, okay, so last Georgie line that I wrote down. Well, maybe not. I make no promises. But um, <laughs> when they're talking about getting together, and um, but they can't have sex, you know, because he, he's afraid that it's going to dredge up emotions for her. She's like, fine, dating, no sex. We wouldn't want my lady brain to get confused by an orgasm. A wedding dress might magically stitch itself onto me. <laughs> She had, she had a lot of good lines. She was she had she some really funny did. stuff. I I mean I was telling mom when she was in the process of reading this that I think you know she could be a contender for heroine of the year because I just thought she was a lot of fun. She was, and she wasn't white. I mean, like stuff was going on and people were you know she had problems, but she wasn't whiny about those problems. So it wasn't like annoying. Um, yeah. She kind of made fun of a lot of her problems and, um, you know, a lot of self-deprecating humor. And I don't know. I liked her approach. Yes. Well, much. and anytime she talked about her problems, it was like when she told her sister, like, hey, let's just stop with that. Like, let's stop belittling me like that. Yeah. And, you know, it was always she would either just kind of take it and then, you know, or she would just shoot, shoot straight about, like, how she was feeling about it, right. which I appreciated. Yeah. Um, so what did you think of Travis as our hero? Oh, my gosh. He was so dreamy. And he, he needed help. He was definitely, you know, had some baggage yeah. that he was dealing with. But um, she was like the perfect little, well, let's move past this. And the whole scene where she's getting him to play baseball again. And, oh, gosh, it was just heart-wrenching. And yeah. she was just so. And, and then when he was teaching her how to bat, and it was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I like how she's pulling the, like, classic, like, girl, like, I don't know how to do it. Come I show me. I don't know me. how to do it. Come <laughs> show me. And then she's rubbing her butt against his crotch. and. <laughs> Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about this later, but he is a dirty, dirty boy, like <laughs> Travis. He, he had a little dirty mouth on him, but <laughs> did he? I didn't notice. Oh my you goodness. didn't notice that your mom was going to have to read that after <gasps> you? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no, but I, um, 
Yeah, I thought, I mean, he's he's definitely not as, like, fun as her, but they have good banter together. They did. And I banter. loved about him that he was kind of, you know, grumpy hero. You know how I feel about yeah, that, especially in the hero. face of this, you know, little happy birthday clown. Um, so I thought that they were kind of a fun match. And, um, you know, he, this this kind of reformed philandering playboy is always kind of a fun everyone loves a reformed rake that's true um okay so they help each other through some respective insecurities that they both have um what did you think we've kind of touched on it but like kind of what did you think of that aspect of their journey individually and together well i love how they became like seeing themselves as like teammates working together and yeah and um there was i didn't quite understand her reasoning for the fake dating other than really deep down inside she just wanted to fake date him and um well it's because she's she knows that dating him especially with his reputation is going to make her seem more like a woman of the world, you know, and, and like, not she's this. not just the kid's sister anymore. Um, she's someone who has sex, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, she does, <laughs> but she didn't before, <laughs> but she did not before. <laughs> I mean, a virgin alert. Yeah. And, um, uh, no, I thought it was great. And I thought they were really good for each other and they became like they really each other's champions yeah yeah definitely because it wasn't just him for her i mean they both helped each other quite a bit and saw the need and and you know went went there yeah i mean like a couple of my favorite scenes are when he defends her to her family and is like no i will like you can say what you want but do not talk down to her like that because, you know, her dad at some point is like, the adults are talking. And yeah. he's like, uh-uh. <laughs> and I love that scene. But also I love when that couple comes up to him at the bar and she just goes off. <laughs> and Don't talk to him that way. <laughs> and ends up like on ESPN and all this stuff, you know, <laughs> kind of getting all feisty. Um, yeah. And um, I also kind of love the process of her kind of like I mentioned earlier, but taking him down from that pedestal and, like, loving him all the more for it. Well, I get, like she says at the end, when she says, um, I loved, I, you know, had a crush on and loved the the guy who was so cocky and so good at baseball and was hitting him out of the park all the time. Mm-hmm. She said, but I love the broken man, too, and I love yeah. the imperfect man. And, um, yeah, it was really sweet. Yeah, I wrote down this line. She says, but the more she got to know reality Travis, the more fantasy Travis started to fade, leaving this real, breathing, complicated man in his place. He appealed to her even more. And, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I thought that that whole thing was sweet, that, you know, she's always kind of, you know, crushed on him and things like that. But the more she got to know him and you know, things that he's struggled with and how much he needs love because he's, like, never really had it. Um, and so she, you know, she saw that need in him and wanted wanted to, to wanted be that to person f- for him. To fill that need. She, and she 
Did she, she ever? Did. He filled her need too, really well. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So, uh, what did you think of the Just Us League? I I like really liked the female solidarity of it all. Well, I really liked those three. It got a little yeah. crazy with the other <laughs> the people whole... joining. Yeah, that was that was funny though. Like when they have that whole mess of people and they're like okay if you're just here for the free food scram Go. and if and if you're here because you think we're a man hating you know yeah well i liked that they were like no we're not here because we hate men that's not yeah. the deal here we're just here to support each other uh, reaching goals we have goals we want to reach and, and we're going to help each you other know, do that to get rid of any men that are making that are you know a bad right. decision right because those exist but um do yeah and i thought i especially loved like the two sisters kind of rallying around rosie and helping you know because she's very quiet and kind of withdrawn and especially with like i think her current relationship status and um so i just kind of liked them you know kind of bringing her into the fold and um helping her out i liked it too ellen the other thing kind of related to that i really liked the moment um you know, she kind of does this somewhat catty move to get rid of a girl that's flirting with him towards the beginning of the book. And it's this girl who works at the boutique. And then, you know, kind of halfway through the book, she goes back to the boutique and she apologizes and brings her a caramel mocha latte, latte or something. And um, they have kind of a sweet, not sweet necessarily, but just like, we cool, you know, and like we good. Yeah, like I yeah, shouldn't have good. done that, you know. And she's like, I shouldn't have said that about your legs being short and stubby. And then, you know, and I thought that was nice because I think a lot of times, sometimes in, you know, romance is guilty of this. We get the kind of the, the catty. catty women, and then we like seeing them put in their place. Yeah, but I kind of liked having this moment where it's like, you're not no. catty. Yeah, yeah, we need to all kind of be looking out for one another yeah and i thought that was nice um so yeah so i thought the like the girl power in it yeah. was, was good yeah um and then their mud race thing yeah that was cute too. there was a lot of girl power there yes. as well yeah um so this one has the trope that we've talked about how that i like a lot um and i can't ever really figure out why and that is the brother's best friend best friend trope um so is it just me and do i need to evaluate myself because i did kind of come up with the reason why i think i might like it so much oh and why i'm I'm anxious to hear why that is well okay so so i wrote down this quote i'm gonna read you this quote and then i'll tell you what i think okay i've realized it might be um so it's him thinking reflecting on her as a kid and he says, braces and nachos definitely weren't sexy, sexy, but the memory of her didn't generate any, didn't generate anything but fondness, comfort. It never occurred to him before now that she'd come to every single one of his games, home and away. His own parents hadn't even come to the games. And so I got thinking about it, kind of trying to like, Psychoanalyze what, what it is, because I, I can genuinely say 
Sorry, brother's friends, but I've never <laughs> been into like any of my brother's friends or wanted them. I think you're them. pretty safe that none of them are listening, Ellen. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, yeah. We did have one that used to listen sometimes. Yeah, so. we did. Um, but I think it's kind of this idea of someone t- kind of taking a second look at someone that appeals to me. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Kind like, of like gro- knowing someone your whole life, but then like seeing something different in them that draws you to them. Yes. Which I is very much what this book is about. Yes. And very much, oh, they were they used to be this little snot-nosed kid, but now, wow, look at, look at that. Who knew yeah. that was going to... Well, and I don't, and like with them, I mean, it's def, there's definitely like physical components and things like that. And it's like, oh, she's so blah, blah, boom now. Um, but also I think just like her personality and zest is kind of a big part of what attracts him to her. Definitely. Um, and so like, yeah. So you think, you think your personality is going to make people look at you, give you a second look? Okay, well, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to clarify <laughs> like she's okay but she's got a great personality (laughs) no but i'm but do you know but do you understand what i'm saying without being a brat about it (laughs) yes i do i do i know that's hard for you i can't my sarcasm just oozes out of my pores but is this a trope that you like too or is it just me i think well i like it but i think you like it more than i do yeah because it seems to be you have a thing like well, I think I do have some, like, mm, deep-seated uh, animosity about maybe, like, being overlooked for a long time. Yeah, and for exterior purposes. Got it. At least that's how I, like, read situations. And I'm like, but I'm cool, and whatever, and so... <laughs> It's them. They're the ones that have the problem because yeah, I'm that's right. super cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just let me have this one, Mom. Okay. I, I agree. Gosh, you're so right. So wise. Okay, screw you again. <laughs> I'm trying to be supportive. You can't do it with that tone, though. I you're... can't. I can't. Well, what tone exactly would make you say, that's oh, my our... mom is so caring? That's true. <laughs> would never happen. Exactly. So I'm just going to Okay, Mom. It. What am I, I going to say? Let's talk, Let's about, talk about sex, sex baby. baby. <laughs> okay, so our past two books have been I, fade to black. Have been very um, uh, milk toasty in the sex department. This book was, was a shift. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the worst one that we've read together. I don't think so. You don't? No. Well, everyone kept saying how bad it was. And when I was reading, I was like, okay, yeah, he talks dirty, but it wasn't that bad. He does talk dirty. He does talk dirty. (laughs) And he's very demanding. And like I've said in the past, I think sometimes I have a harder time if, like, it's sex scene that kind of gets me like, (laughs) Because you don't want your mom to know that you're getting all hot and bothered. And then I'm like, oh, I can't get, I can't have my mom read something that's getting me hot and bothered. Well, um, now, <laughs> now, now I'm bothered. Now you, have, 
um, no, I didn't. It yes, it was pretty steamy. I will admit, and there was some pretty crazy stuff in that first scene where he's like, "Okay, we're gonna have to do above close stuff," and it's like, "Honey." <laughs> Like, but you made it really sound like gonna... it was going to be all chaste and sweet and like teenage, you know, making out. But sorry, that's not what that <laughs> was. Like above the close stuff, but we're really going to push the bounds of what that could be. <laughs> yeah. Let me just show you. You you think that sounds innocent, but no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I was reading that first scene and. Um, and dying because you knew I was going to be reading yeah, it too. I literally had to keep like pausing and just like oh my gosh I cannot believe mom is gonna read this and I even like marked out the sex scenes in this book and I was just like okay mom if you are not in a headspace where you want to read these scenes like I have marked them out I'm giving you an out but did that stop her no no it did not there's there's sometimes though that you like and this is one of those books where there's a lot of talking going on during the sex. Mm-hmm. And some, well, and not just that kind of talking, but they're actually like discussing plot yeah, points and things. And, and so you can't just skip over it. You got to, you know. Yeah, sure. You can use that as an excuse, Mom. So that's what I'm going with. And whoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Like every time. I, and like there are some things that happened where I was just like, oh, gosh, this is. Mom's going to read this. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I texted this morning and said, okay, I read it and I survived. Do, Calm do you know down. the funny thing is, you guys, because when we read, you guys know that we've talked about the hookup and how that was kind of like a, a, a historic moment for us. <laughs> um, but that was, we kept talking about like, oh, don't read chapter 11. Don't read chapter 11 in that book. And then this book was also chapter 11 that I was like, mom, you can't read chapter 11. <laughs> I was like, what is it about chapter 11 in these books? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so the sex scenes, like you said, um, they, there's like actual... I mean, they're very hot and dirty and intense and they're doing kind of sometimes rough things with each other. Well, there's the thing that she's a virgin. And so she's like, tell me what I need to do. You know, she's kind of got that attitude. And he's he's like, oh, I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) And then he gets very uh, mouthy and very demanding. It was almost Mm -hmm. like. Wow, this could be seen as a little off-putting in a feminist kind of way. It could, yes. It could be seen as off-putting. But I don't know that it was. <laughs> was it, Ellen? Were you off-put? I, hey, I will say I did go on to Goodreads today and look at some comments on this book. And there was some people who, like, just could not. Like, they thought that, like him being really into the virgin thing was off-putting and him kind of like referencing a couple times like oh you're just this little girl but now you're you're a grown woman like that was kind of off-putting to them well i, I don't know i didn't think that he was into the virgin thing in fact it turned it, it bothered him at first he does he, he does bring it up a couple times like i'm the first person who gets to do this to you yeah um, is that how he said it yeah <laughs> Um, yeah. but you know, it was, I don't know. 
if anything, it it was like, you know, kind of a, this is what you do and do it now. And she's like, okay. You know, I think that okay. would be more off-putting. <laughs> you mean like this? And um, <laughs> he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right on the first try, baby. <laughs> Because it's a romance novel. And this is how it's going to go down. We nailed it the first time. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, it's just kind of personality thing. I think it was kind of his personality to be very dominating. Yes, he was. He was. And, And described a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like and and wanted to know like how does how does that feel, baby? <laughs> lower, lower. How does that feel, <laughs> baby? Um, yeah. I I mean, like when I was reading that scene, I I posted to the Facebook group like I'm gonna need your guys' support in this because <laughs> it's a little too much for me. Uh, not that it's too much for me on my personal time, but it's too much for me to have mom be reading with me. Um, so yeah, but we survived it. Yeah. Well, I've gotten kind of, um, callous, callous. <laughs> like if I went back and read the hookup now, it probably, I'd probably be like, huh, I wonder what the problem was. <laughs> You're like, where was I, where was where, I struggling I don't with understand. this? <laughs> but at the time I was like, hoo, 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 Helen. <laughs> I've broken you. You have broken me. I am broken. <laughs> Okay, mom. Or broken me in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was your swooniest moment? Okay, I have one. You've, already, you? touched on, you've already touched on it a little bit. Okay. I really liked when they were at the family dinner. Mom, he, that's mine too. Gosh dang it, Ellen. But he just slams his hand down and says, you know, yeah. don't talk to her that way. And then that they had to follow it up with, you know, it just pool house sex. Both <laughs> He's like. Where are we going? The pool house or the garage? Because <laughs> well, I'm I love do dirty things to like, you right now. <laughs> I love that the mom was like, uh, like kind of like wink, wink, don't yeah. follow her. She's out looking for the dog. Why don't you go help her? And the dog wasn't even outside. <laughs> yeah. um, that's a that's a mom move too. A my mom move. I would probably do something like that yeah, if I, I you know, thought it would help. The um, uh, I just thought it was great that. He stood up for her, and then it both made him so. It made them both so horny that they just had to go and <laughs> release some of that. Yeah, that was that was good. Um, yeah, that was my that was what I picked as well. I did but, like though. I did like that. She's like, you know, do me, and he's like, no, you're a virgin. I'm not gonna make your first time up against the wall in a pool house. So. Yeah, yeah. Bless and his I heart. liked how he was like, what is your what is yours? And she's like, uh, Netflix and Shell, basically. And he's like, <laughs> okay. okay. We'll make that happen. <laughs> and then when they weren't getting it quite right, he was like, no, I want to make it right. She's like, like just, it just do it. Just, just do it. Yeah. Don't worry um, about the movie. In terms of swoony moments, didn't hate the dirty talk as well. Um, but also kind of a more sweet moment. I, um, I really like at the end when um, she's kind of mad at him. And she's talking about like, yeah, I lo- I did, I loved you. I love like, and she keeps saying like past tense. And he's like, don't say loved, love, love, say love. love. <laughs> don't say love, to say love. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I, I think I kind of teared up a little bit when I was reading that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So 
there's our swinniest moment. So let's hear what some other people have to say. Are you ready well, for wait. that? I do want okay. to say one thing. Um, I had no problems with the conflict in this book. Can I say that? Yeah. Because it's I been a while about... since I have like, had no problems whatsoever with the conflict. Yeah. Uh, we, we didn't really have a problem with the last conflict, did Probably we? Probably not. They weren't too bad. Um, but this one, I was like, okay, I'm following all these things, and I, 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 I'm getting this. I get it. Yeah. And um, it's it's also resolves itself fairly yeah. seamlessly. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, no, I and didn't I love either. The grand, I love the grand gesture at the end. Yeah, the grand gesture was cute. Super and sweet. And I, because I even thought about asking a question about the conflict, but I'm like, oh, there's not really that much to talk about with the conflict in this yeah, one, so. It's, it's handled pretty well. I wasn't, <clears throat> it wasn't yeah. off-putting. Yeah. Um, okay, so. What some of you think. Nicole said, I just finished the last chapter. Yeah, I was a little worried that this wasn't going to be mom safe. I loved it. <laughs> Georgie was one of my favorite heroines of recent. She was a strong person at the start. She just needed a little nudge in the right direction. Yes. Uh, she says, Travis, my, 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 what a dirty talker he is. Swoon. Yeah. Uh, she says, there is a teaser for the next book at the end with characters I was very intrigued by, so we'll for sure be reading the next book. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that book. Um, she says, overall, I did enjoy this book and have it as four stars on Goodreads. This was my first Tessa Bailey book, so for, uh, we'll for sure be reading more of hers. Jennifer says, my first Tessa Bailey, the sex was definitely not vanilla. Um, I listened to the audio and I had a hard time with the baby girl nickname. I would agree with that. Not my favorite. Well, I'm not a fan of endearments like that. Yeah. Overall. I mean, yeah. I don't like baby or, I mean, I don't like any of them. Um, yeah. I just think they begin to sound trite. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there was, and but, and especially since she was, her big thing was, I want to be taken seriously. I want to be seen yeah. as mature adult and hear his pet name for her as baby girl. Yeah. It seemed a little. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Jennifer continues, otherwise, uh, other than that, I thought it was cute. Loved the Just Us League. Um, I do like when the hero does these amazingly romantic things, but doesn't realize how sweet they are. He was a bit obsessed with the mantle and the single dad. I did like yeah. that moment a lot, too. Yeah. I love a good jealous. Well, and I loved when he's like, like having sex with her and he's like, no more single dad. She's like, okay, no more single dad. <laughs> Um, Nara says, don't let the sex fool you. This book was sweet. I loved Georgie's voice. Even though she had a lifelong crush on him, it didn't make her blind to his insecurities and his bad attitude in the beginning of the book. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah. she's got this, like, enraptured crush on him, and she still has no problem being, like, calling him on his BS, you know? I, I Yeah, that's a good point. I like that about her. Um... She, Nara continues, I love that she had plans for her business and the Just Us League supporting each other. Pure gold. And Travis is romantic. He does not know it, but he is. I like that he stood up for her. Yes. So true. Um, Christy says, I couldn't read Baby Girl without hearing Nicolas Cage's voice from Con Air. I haven't seen Con Air recently. In a very long time. Yeah. But in case other people enjoy that. 
Um, and then Jessica says, so I loved this book. It had so many of the things I love about romance novels. Brother's best friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Childhood crush. A makeover. Uh-huh. Damaged hero. Personal growth. Dirty talk. Great steamy scenes. And swoony romantic gestures. I loved Georgie and Travis as the heroine and hero. That scene where Travis stood up for Georgie at the family dinner. Swoon. Travis making the mantle for the fireplace out of wood from the tree Georgie used to sit in as a child watching him. Swoon. Oh, and that dugout scene was fire yeah it was pretty pretty hot that was pretty hot um i also loved the just us league and the development of the relationship between georgie and her sister and rosie i am so intrigued from the teaser at the end of the book uh about rosie and dominic's story i think it'll be great uh i think it'll be interesting to see a love story between a couple that is already married and hopefully we'll get glimpses into what is happening with the just us league can't wait to hear Ellen and Mom talk about this one. <laughs> I'm sorry if I disappointed you guys. Should I have been appalled at the at the dirty talk? Well, the I was still horrified either way, so I think that. <laughs> and that's usually the way it works out. You're more horrified than I am. Yeah, and you're true. not horrified for yourself. You're horrified because you have to, you know yeah. I'm going to read it. I have and to we share have to that experience it. with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, Mom, any other thoughts on Fixer Up, which also I love that title? Um. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. Yeah, I really loved it. I'm definitely going to probably seek out some more Tessa Bailey because I thought this was a lot of fun. I think her writing is really fun. I agree, Ellen. The reason we wanted to read a Tessa Bailey was when she was at KissCon. We found her, like, so delightful in the panels and things like that. So we were like, we need to read one of her books. Read one of her books. She's funny. Yeah. Um, So she she delivered all in that. She Um, did. Anything else, Mom? That's it. Okay. We loved it. We hope you guys did too. Um, and hopefully the sex wasn't too much for you guys. Uh, Mom's it wasn't good the for sex that was bad. It was his dirty talking that... I mean, Was it bad, the sex, though? Th- <laughs> was it bad? Or was it not bad? Or was not it bad. Very, or was it oh so good? So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Fix Her Up by Tessa Bailey. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is not your mom's Facebook group, Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both not your mom at not your mom's rom, or you can email us at not your mom's romance book club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we would love to hear from you on July 8th. Mom and I will be together, and we will be discussing Butterface by Avery Flynn. So remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. Thank you, dear. Yeah. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.